0: Good morning. This is Monday, and I believe uh, every Monday, if it's not raining in Athens, it will be a miracle. (laughs) We had water and rain in Athens, which is a great blessing. And so I want to talk to you today about uh, Daniel. As you remember, uh, a king from Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged the city, meaning they took out of there all that the temple had, all the utensils of the temple. And of course, as I begin to look to this scripture more, more more closely, they took all the utensils of gold because the menorah was made of gold. Of course, the 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 unleavened bread, table of unleveled bread was made out of gold. The altar of incense was made out of gold. And bronze, which is a, a, a metal that is very much used to uh, forge arms, uh, they took the brazen altar, it was 35 feet square. They took the, the laven, uh, which was 45 uh, feet in diameter, was a large content of water, sustained by three oxes facing north, south east and west and so but they took also the most precious children the most intelligent children the the Jewish gifted children and one of them was Daniel and so as as Daniel begins to be a part of this story there are a lot of things that happen beginning with uh, chapter 2 verse 34 when Daniel heard that the king had a dream. He went to Ariok, which was the, the person in charge of the young boys, and, uh, and asked him, uh, why is it that the king is uh, signing a decree to kill all the astrologers because they couldn't decipher the dream? See, the king had a dream, but he forgot about the dream. He couldn't quite remember the dream. And, and it, when you see things like that, you see the hand of God begin to do things that you never know what it is. Why would a dream of so great importance to the life of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, disappear out of his mind? And the reason why is because when God is about to do something special, uh, uh, it, it, it has to be a miracle, a sign, a wonder. And so God took the dream, out of the mind of Nebuchadnezzar. But he knew it was important, but he just couldn't remember. Why is that the case? So the interpretation of the dream, and the dream and the interpretation, are two parts, would then be revealed to Daniel. You see, he makes it difficult so he can find someone who loves him so much and reveal his will for that person. And that's what happened. And so, when, when, when young Daniel heard that uh, all of the astrologers and the magicians and the and, and, and sages and, and, uh, and prophets would have to be slaughtered because they couldn't help the king and they couldn't interpret or tell what the dream was. Then the story becomes very drastic. You're talking about uh, cutting the necks of a hundred people killing a hundred people. So Daniel very much said, Arioch, if you get me a, a time with the king, I, I will interpret the dream. I will tell you what the dream is and the interpretation of it. So in chapter 2, verse 26, the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name is Belshazzar, are you able to, to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and interpret thereof? King James, can you do this? And of course he responded, The secret which the king has demanded, cannot the wise men, astrologers, magicians, soothsayers, show unto the king. In other words, there is no human being that can do that. Only the God of heaven. Only the God of eternity. See, we are living times today, in which when questions are not able to be answered, or we are are not in peace with what is coming against us, What's going to happen to us? What is the future like? It is something that bothers you. Because if you study the scripture, you're going to find that uh, the king was distraught. He was, he was bothered. Now, I don't know if you are bothered today. I don't know what's the matter with you. But if you're tormented, bothered, you know what to do, or the future looks kind of a, uh, impossible to decipher, then you can feel like Daniel felt. Because Daniel is simply saying, I know without a shadow of doubt that my God can do this. Look at verse uh The secret which the king has demanded cannot the wise men and astrologers, the magicians, should say a show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. And as he begins to, uh, let me finish this verse for you. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and makes known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. A lot of people question the the, the ministry of Daniel. But verse, uh, verse 27 or verse 28 of chapter 2 of Daniel simply says, the dreams have to do with what's going to happen in the latter days, the days to come. So if that's the case, then Daniel has in his ability a dream that will go through several centuries ahead of him. So it's important to the life of the Babylonians, to the life of Nebuchadnezzar, and also to, to all the soothsayers, the sages, and the magicians who could lose their lives because they were not able to, to, uh, to, to explain what the king experienced. And so when you begin to look at this, Daniel begins to decipher the dream. What shall be in the latter days? Your dreams and your visions of your head upon your bed are these. So before I continue, do you remember our study about dreams? There's one type of dream called horaima. Horaima is a dream that comes within a vision. You have the you have a dream, and then in the dream you have a vision. So two factors. The dream and the vision. Now the vision that uh, the king had was a great image. Excellent and terrible. And I want to describe to you a little bit, and I don't know if you have that description, John. uh, But as you look at it here, you have the head of gold. The breast and the arms of silver. You can see the silver on this, on this uh, picture. The belly and the thighs of breasts. And then the feet uh, uh, of, of clay and iron mixed together. If you look at the feet, you can see that the clay and the iron <coughs> are mixed together. So, so that's what he saw in his dream. He saw something that perhaps he, he is just bothered. What do I see? Well, I know that you are facing future questions that you have no answer. What's going to happen to this and to that? What is going to happen to the future? What's going to happen to my life? What's going to happen to who I am? One of the things that make me comfortable and, and makes me happy is that I am in the hands of God. I'm doing His work and it's not my business to know the future because He's in charge of everything. And so I have peace. I've got wonderful peace. There's nothing bothering me, nothing taking my peace anymore. Now look at this face that you see right there. Look at that beautiful nose. Look at that hair that just keeps on growing and falling at the same time. (laughs) Look at my nice shirt. I'm happy with myself. I don't know if you're happy with yourself or not. I don't know if you're stable with yourself or not. But I want to tell you, if you have the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac as your God, He will give you peace. to future when there is no peace it's because you are out of the will of God so the gold the iron the clay the brass the silver all of it as he looked a rock came out of nowhere and uh, and destroyed completely the statue it broke into all kinds of pieces. And, the, and it was an, an unbelievable thing because the stone that came out of nowhere, destroyed into thousands of pieces, the iron and the clay, and broke them in pieces. That stone there represents Christ. He came to set His new kingdom. Now, let's take a look at the picture again. Because if you study uh, this scripture, you see the Babylonian Empire was under, under, under Nebuchadnezzar. Ten years after that, the middle, the middle Persian Empire came in and took over. On 330 B.C. And then, of course, the Greeks came in and took over. And of course, you remember the Greek, Alexander the Great, And uh, it was iron. And so what Nebuchadnezzar saw was from 626 B.C. before Christ all the way to a a hundred years before Christ. Sixty-three years before Christ. A vision of almost 600 years in the life of Nebuchadnezzar. Why would God reveal to Nebuchadnezzar a dream like that? It's because Nebuchadnezzar (coughs) went to Jerusalem and God permitted him to bring his, the Israelites captive in Babylon. And you probably say, "Why did God permitted the king Nebuchadnezzar to come to Jerusalem and slaughter everybody and take three, two deportations? The first and the second, uh, the first with uh, this, and the second with the, children, the first with the children of Israel and, and the prime of their lives, and the second with every single thing of value? Why?" Because Israel abandoned God. If you go into the year 636 before Christ, to Jerusalem, you would find the, the, the doors of the temple wide open. You'd find dust everywhere. You'd find the sacred things of God completely left out to the open and to the elements. You'll find a lot of commentaries say that uh, the Ark of the Covenant was taken by Jeremiah and he hid it somewhere. But the rest of it, all this gold and silver, all of the beautiful artifacts and utensils of the brazen altar and the labor, were taken, were destroyed, was empty, was void. As matter of fact, people say that Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70. Not really... He he took the the best of Israel to Babylon. Then he came back and destroyed the whole city. It finished destroying in 135 after Christ. It took 70, 80, 100, 110, 120, 130, 60 years to destroy to where it would never again be able to be salvaged. Why he destroyed it? because the people abandoned God they wouldn't bring animals anymore to be sacrificed they wouldn't use the sacrificial system anymore now let me ask you are you in the situation where you abandoned God have you abandoned the Lord I don't think so I think those of you who listened to me this morning you love the Lord and so if you have love for God you have favor with God if you love Him you have favor. And so, you're looking at a young man in the midst of a king who kills left and right. He had favor. Ariot, which is the the, the, the one who took care of the wise men, and the young man, uh, he had favor with Daniel. And so, when you begin to read this scripture, you begin to see that there's something about, about the heart of Daniel, that God loved it, he loved it, he, they gave him meat, he asked to get vegetables, he, he, he looked better than everybody else, and so before Daniel interpreted this dream, he came to the king and said, king, I'll be able to interpret the dream for you, please don't cut my neck. Let me, let me just give you until tomorrow. And Daniel went home to his friends with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The three Jewish were four of them. And they had a prayer meeting. They prayed to God. They had to. And the result was that God revealed this dream of this stature to this young man, 15, 16 years old. And so, when you begin to look at the story of the future here and what's going to happen, okay, you begin to see that God had a purpose. So, let's take a look at this a little bit. And in, uh, in, uh, let me read to you uh, verse 44. And in the days of these kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed you're talking about 600 years before Christ Daniel is prophesying the coming of Jesus and the kingdom shall not be left to other people meaning there's no nation in the world king that will be able to overpower (coughs) this kingdom now what is Daniel doing It's preaching. It's preaching to the king. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. It shall stand forever. The coming of Christ. After the coming of Christ. uh, Revelation 19 begins the millennium, a thousand years. And then the new Jerusalem will come from heaven and take his people for eternity. That's the Bible. In other words, I'm in the kingdom because I want to go to heaven. I hope you, you feel the same way. What I'm trying to tell you is that 636 years before Christ, God revealed to Daniel the statue and what the kingdoms are in charge, and the stone breaks it all, and the stone is the new kingdom as the Jesus Christ comes. For as much as you saw the stone, was cut out of the mountain without hands. In other words, God did it in power. Man has nothing to do with the the, the way God crushed all these kingdoms. Listen, Rome is no more. Why Rome is no more? Because they worship idols. America will be no more if we continue to worship idols. This is serious, folks. The greatest nation of the world in in, in the coming future can be of nothing if we continue to deny the Lord of glory. If we continue to laugh and ridicule God. If we continue to take His name in vain. If we continue to somehow slaughter our children in the millions and all the abortions that you see. And so... For as much as you saw the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and it broke in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. Listen Nebuchadnezzar, you're doing right now what God told you to do. You didn't go over there and took the nation of Israel by yourself. God allowed you to do it. And after your kingdom, 636 years from now, there will be a great kingdom coming. Is the kingdom of Jesus Christ all over the earth. And there's no nation that will be able to overcome the kingdom of God. No nation. The dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof, sure. So if you continue, Nebuchadnezzar, to worship idols, there's no hope for you. Now let's take a look at the king, what the king did. Because you see, for a young man, age 14, 15, to say something like that, and to interpret a dream that the king forgot about it, <coughs> it's really something special. You know, we are talking about unbelievable word of knowledge. It says, then the king Nebuchadnezzar felt upon his face. I think God really loved it when he saw it. Because for the first time, this king has been worshipping other gods. He's the most powerful king. Uh, the Middle Persian Empire in those days was, was in charge of the whole world. And Nebuchadnezzar bowed down to, Dave, to, 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 to Daniel and worshipped Daniel and commanded they should offer an oblation and sweet odor unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is, that your God is a God of gods, and Lord of kings, a revealer of dreams, seeing you could reveal this secret. In other words, Jehovah is a revealer of dreams and visions. Remember now, if there is favor in your life from God, you have a chance to overcome any situation against you. I keep on telling the story in my life because you know it's a it's a way to present you something real that happened to me. My father put me in a plane in the nineteen sixty in Rio de Janeiro. I flew to New York City by myself with fifty dollars and a one way ticket. I met a restaurant manager who fed me the whole week. At the end of the week, I met a tall Cuban man with an overall and very thin, tall, 6 feet, four, ten, and took me to a bus station and sent me to Jacksonville, Florida. On the way there, I sat with a black lady and she gave me food, fried chicken, all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. When I got there, I... I went west until the Lord told me to stop and I saw a church called Springfield United Methodist Church. I knocked on the door and I became the janitor. Now, that's that—that's a true story. Why did the things happen to me and continue to happen to me? Is because I love the Lord and I have favor with Him. If you love the Lord and you have favor with Him, you got it. Don't you worry about nothing. I know the devil is trying to discourage you. I know the devil is trying to rob your peace. I know the devil is trying to tell you you'll never make it. Just, 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 just say squat to him. Don't bother. Don't worry. Do not be tormented. You have favor with the God of Isaac, the God of Daniel. And he will get you through. He will, <laughs> oh, I tell you. I tell you, God loves you so much. And He is going to bless your life abundantly. And so, Then the king made Daniel Daniel a great man. Well, he didn't make Daniel a great man. God made Daniel a great man. And gave him many gifts. Great gifts. Ticket to see the bulldogs play. And made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. And chief governor of all the wise men of Babylon. Oh, my goodness gracious. Imagine when you, you can preach now to all those, <laughs> all those people that are uh, experienced with witchcraft. He's now discipling them to understand the God of Israel. Then Daniel requested of the king look at this. And, sa- and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Imagine Daniel going home and say, Shadrach, you're going to take uh, part of this kingdom. Meshach, you're going to go this way. And, uh, and when you get down there, there's food, there's a palace. And you've got all the grapes you can eat. And you have all the servants and all the guards. And, and you in charge. You just uh, reported to me, I'll be here with the king's palace eating a filet mignon tomorrow. And uh, you go ahead and go get your place. And uh, what a wonderful thing. What does that mean? It means the favor of the Lord provide your needs. The favor of the Lord our your needs according to His riches and glory. The favor of the Lord. So let me invite you this, this, this morning to experience the favor of the Lord. We're heading to Peru on January 15th to the 24th, 25th. I invite you to come on this trip. There are five seats. Why am I inviting you? So you can experience the favor of the Lord. I want you to experience the favor of the Lord. Be one with Christ. Be one with the Lord Jesus Christ. Get to know Him intimately. Get to know the people in need in Peru, in Lima, as we come as a group of 40 people to minister to them and share the gospel with them. In other words, if you want to have favor with the God of Abraham, you serve Him you want to have favor with the God of Abraham you favor him and you have favor and so that's pretty much for today are you okay this morning I want to ask you to if you have a problem call us 706-353-1546 and uh, that will be Chloe on the phone downstairs she'll answer the call get your name and address And I'll pray for you and call you back. We're here to help you, to overcome. Why? Because we have favor from God. May the Lord bless you real good today, like He blessed Daniel. Amen? Bye-bye.